Hungry for a podcast? We're serving up all-you-can-listen episodes for only $19.95. Today's special is the Dr. Vegas's Linguini and Clams. Remember, one plate per person, and anything you leave on your plate, you're paying for it. Step up to the chafing tray. You're listening to The Dating Buffet. <laughs> Welcome to the Dating Buffet. I'm Sam. And I'm his dad, Dr. Vegas. And it has been what feels like months, years. I don't remember when the last time we did this was. Well, I've been on safari. What have you been doing? I've also been on uh, safari. Deep, a deep, deep safari. Finding myself in uh, the African plains. I hope it no, was it's just life, man. I it's just life. I hope it was with a camera. Yeah, life got in the way. Uh, busy with work, uh, working on a new documentary. Shameless plug: go to breakingthebee.com. Following the trend of Indian kids in the script spelling bee, they've been dominating it since 1999. Go to it, breakingthebee.com. Check out the trailer. But. I feel like we need to do some sort of rebranding of sorts. How like so? That, that's what this should be. Okay. We've been gone for a while, and we're coming back, and we're going to rebrand. I don't want to change the name. The name is great. The Dating Buffet is great. It's a great name. But, but I think neither one of us... But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Neither one of us are dating. Well, that's, that's why we're rebranding. Oh, oh, okay. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Okay. You've, you've been committed for 30-plus years. Right. I've been with my girlfriend now for almost a year right so we're both out of the game it's it's a different level of uh of dating advice uh but i don't know i mean how how long can we keep going talking about dating i mean i i you know well i have who, who I am don't, i to be talking about it who are you to be talking i, I don't about have much anyway. to offer except for past experiences so i mean what yeah, what, what is that you told them all i might have so, I mean, well, what I like the best about this is that this is a chance for you and I to talk about anything and to bullshit. For me to learn about your past, spend some time with you, quality time, and to always have this, uh, this podcast that you and I are doing. So, that's what means the most to me. So, maybe it just becomes more about us bullshitting. It's, it's a podcast about nothing, it is a podcast about nothing. It's exactly right, and we'll have to steal that idea. So I think it's. Oh, shut that dog up! He's having a spaz it's, behind me. See, this is the podcast. This is it. This is it. You and I going back and forth, and the dog is in the background. He, he, he actually wants some nuggets. And uh, you know, when he wants nuggets. He really gets feisty. Hear him? Hear him in the background there? Yeah, yeah. All right, he's, he's leaving. He's leaving. I gave him the hairy eye. So, the, so, so, I, I so, we so but wait a minute, wait a minute. There's what? a new report out today that they've proven with MRIs that dogs understand human language. They definitely have proven that they understand human language. And how do they tell? 
I don't know. I haven't read the report. I just saw this, you know, uh, short video uh, cut on uh, the national news. And I'm sure that uh, they went into quite a bit of uh, research and looking, you know, at language areas of the brain and trying to to match uh, signals. Well, I, I don't I, disagree with that. I think you you and, and, and the dogs that we've had have always had a very uh, romantic relationship. Exactly. You guys have always been on a different level. Exactly. And this You've had a relationship with the dogs unlike anyone in the family. And and this particular dog we have now, uh this dog has quite a varied vocabulary. And he still gets quite romantic with my leg. I have no idea why, but he does. He wasn't always getting romantic with your leg. No, though. I know. It's just that since he's gotten older, I think that, you know, he just kind of thinks of me as his uh uh what was that uh, what was that uh his uh, uh, man china <laughs> I, <laughs> from yeah, two spigolo yeah. remember two spigolo yeah the, ma- the mangina uh, mangina uh, he, yeah yeah <laughs> so you, you, you as, uh, I mean, we, as we try to discourage it we don't uh you know uh you know, recommend that he continue doing it. But, I mean, for some reason, he has a propensity to be... I wonder if it's something that's changed. If you've changed something, different cologne, (laughs) uh, different grooming habits, or you both have gotten closer to the point where he feels he can be real comfortable around you and your life. I have no idea. I have no idea what it is. No idea. None. It's just... It just started happening. I think this is a good way uh, to segue into our, our next thing uh, that I want to talk about. This is all part of the rebrand. This is the rebrand of the dating buffet. Okay. Um, I still think we, we talk about some uh, relationship things when they come up, but it's just father and son bullshit. That's exactly right. So I was at uh, a friend's party this weekend. Uh, my friend turned 30, and we were at a rooftop bar and it would have been a great opportunity if we were all single uh, to get some phone numbers of some babes. And my one friend turns to me and he's like, oh, man, I just kind of feel weird. Like, I, I, I wouldn't know what to do if I had to go up and talk to one of these girls. And now he's been in a relationship for almost two years. Oh, so okay. I had to tell him that he still got it. Like, just because he's been in the relationship for two year, almost two years, he still got it. I said he could go up to any girl. He'll probably strike out maybe twice, and then he'd be back into it by the third time. He just has to get back into a rhythm. Do you think that if you had to re-enter the wild for any reason, you could do it? If I had to, and I was looking for a relationship for some reason... Uh... I think I could do it, but I would do it so different. I would do it so different. So would you not conform to today's norms? Oh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. So would you be very non-digital? I would no be. No apps for you? Oh, no, I, no, I wouldn't get involved in that. That, that would not mm. be my... So where the hell would you meet anyone? No one meets anyone in real life. You know what? I have no idea, but I've often said this. I mean, and it's kind of morbid to say, but I mean, if anything ever happened to your mother, I'd probably go to a Buddhist monastery and just for the rest of my life, just sit around and pray for everybody, you know, because uh, 
bothers me to see what's happening with the country and with the world today. I I don't think I'd have much... I don't think I'd have much... That's extremely sweet. Yeah, I don't think I'd have much desire to be out there, to be honest with you. I don't think so. I don't... Because, first of all, I don't know if I could ever reproduce what I had, which I don't think I can. Oh, right. And second... I guess... Second of all, I'm not sure if I'd want to... Uh, expend the human emotion after having yeah. been through a long-term relationship. And you spend more than 30 years with somebody. I mean, you know, you're pretty well attached at the hip. So so speaking of of marriages, uh, Anthony Weiner's marriage is in complete shambles. Now, let, let's face it. The man's got a problem. Okay, all right, if he's showing his wiener, if he's showing his package to strangers, I mean, if that's his thing, okay, that's your thing. But to start... Yeah, come on. Like two, wait, 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 three, wait, 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 wait. But to start showing your package with your child laying next to you in bed... Oh, yeah. That's the line that really shouldn't be crossed. Well, and, and then if if those texts or tweets or whatever they were, if, if those are accurate, then talking about it and saying, whoops, oh, the, the kid just hopped into the photo. Like that, come on, that's terrible. It's disgusting. And, and right. I mean, when you say that this is like, what, the third or fourth time? So we have to realize that there is a uh, true mental illness here. There is, and, and I do think he he knows, but he's not doing enough uh, to help himself. And I say that because I've seen the documentary Wiener, and I also listened to Alec Baldwin's podcast, Here's the Thing, where they had Anthony Wiener on as a guest, and I thought that that interview was way more illuminating than the documentary. How so? There's one line that stuck with me that he said he is not able to fully grasp why what he did was wrong. You're right. So if you don't that understand says a lot. That, if, you don't, if you don't understand that, then how are you going to stop? You're right. And I mean, at the very simplest level, I want to say, hey, just just go to a YouPorn or UJiz or some porn site and just, just do that. But it's not. It's clearly not about that. It's not. Um, it's deeper. It, it, it's been uh, cultivated in his life, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reasons of how he was raised or the, the environment he was raised in or whatever. I mean, we're, humans are complex human beings. Uh, and the truth is, it's a problem. And it's not even it's not even funny anymore. The New York Post uh, covers are not even funny anymore. It's just sad, disgusting, and depressing. Look, this man has totally ruined his life. He was a congressman. He's ruined it several times. He was a congressman. He's married to a beautiful woman. He's got a beautiful four-year-old son. He yeah, but if you see the documentary, you can you can understand a little bit better that he. He wants uh, that power. He, he, he feeds on all of that. 
So do you think he's getting off on the fact that she's caught him again and now she's dumping him? You think he's getting a charge out of this? And I don't think he's getting a charge out of that. I don't think he knows better. I think he's getting off and getting a charge that that he's still able to get women to want to interact with him. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. Uh, yeah, it's 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 above my pay grade. Yeah. Uh, so this was uh, uh, something that was funny because I was uh, at home visiting you guys the other day and I noticed what channel uh, was on. Uh, what would you say is your favorite channel of the moment right now on TV? Oh, I would have. I'm, I'm. As you know, I'm addicted to uh, American politics. So and and I happen to be a, uh, a fully blue blooded progressive liberal. So I mean, it's MSNBC for me. No, that's a lie. It's Turner Classic Movies. Oh, that's oh, your favorite wait a channel. minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have to make a distinction. No, no. Yeah, what's yes. your favorite channel? You should have said, you "What's have your favorite one. news you channel?" And no, 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 okay, no, Okay, no, but Turner no. Classic if Movies you, is my... If you're going to watch one channel, you can only watch one channel. Unless you have two televisions set up, but if what's your favorite channel, uh, if you have to watch one, what's it going to be? It's Turner, Turner Classic Turner Classic. I, yeah, I'm addicted to those films. Under what circumstances would you give up watching Turner Classic Movies? Like, what would it take for you to no longer be, have to watch it? Oh, I don't think I could. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. What really, uh, you know, I, I'm not watching it, uh, you know, twenty four seven, obviously. But I mean, it is my uh, go to station uh, to just veg out, and I like it because, first of all, I like old black and white films because I don't necessarily watch the acting as much as I look in the backgrounds and see the cars <laughs> and the buildings and how the shot. I think about how they they, they made they made the shot at that time, you know. So yeah, uh, uh, I like this. There's no commercials. I hate commercials. Oh uh, right, it's uninterrupted uh, the whole movie. The only time it's interrupted is if they have little shorts or somebody comes on and talks about the film. Before that, they right, they they, right. they they show those films uninterrupted, full length. So mm. I mean, you know. I, do you think as we get older and the movies now, or even the movies, 80s, 90s, let's say, where will those fall in the world of television? I think about this and I also think about music, that the classic rock station on FM, I don't know who's listening to FM. I mean, maybe FM just totally dies except for a couple stations and everyone's just listening to satellite. But... The classic rock on FM is still predominantly like the 60s, 70s with with some 80s. Um, and maybe they, maybe they sprinkle in some 90s, but like classic rock is still that, that 60s and 70s. Um, so the music that I grew up, where does that then fall into? Or even the the EDM that's being played today, does that even stick around? Does anyone ever want to hear that again? Uh- so coming back to my point, where will the movies of today in the past 10, 15 years where will those fall? You think there'll be another channel? I I, I tell you. Or I, do I, they go to HBO? I don't think a, a Turner Classic Movie Channel can be replicated. So then you think that will always be I think the programming it will. that it has? I think it will, and 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 I'll tell you why. 
Turner Classic Movies won't become the place where you go to watch Caddyshack. I don't think so. I think that they may become an independent... Or Lethal Weapon or something like that. That's not true. They do start... You know, you will catch a a film from the 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. You will. Yeah. And... But by and large, they're... uh, uh, profit and trade is to deal with the uh, deal with American and foreign cinema from its inception to you know whenever wherever it's just that the 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 newer films are not going to show on that so you're going to get yeah. predominantly yeah. the other films yeah. And the reason why I don't think it'll go away and why I think it's here to stay is because the film industry and the American film industry as the way it started from the days of silent films uh, uh, in New York to migrating out to California and then having it both on both coasts and the studio system and predominantly run by Jews, written, directed. I mean, we all know the history. That is as part of American culture as the West. It is a part of our culture that we can never be separated from. Never. And Neil Gabler wrote a great book about this. And it talked about the dreams that those... uh, Are you sleeping? Are you sleeping? Maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. That was nice, but let's move on. <laughs> you can cut it out later. Okay, when I did see you uh, the other weekend, we saw Sausage Party. Yes. Yes, we did. Uh, what did you, what'd you think of Sausage Party? Uh, you know, I wish... I wish that I could sit around in L.A. all day smoking weed <laughs> with my pals saying, what do you think about a movie of, about food where the hot dogs want to screw the buns? I mean, I can't imagine a better life. I mean, yeah. what does it take to come in, into this world with that life? So that's the first thing I thought about when I was watching this movie. I mean, you obviously knew this was something that was done, that was thought up when people were quite baked. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, You're smoking that good stuff for this yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were hitting the good ganja. So, I mean... Then to be able to go to somebody, you know, with a lot, a lot of money in the studio system and say, we want to make this, you know, sort of R-rated movie about food trying to escape from a, a food store when they finally find out that their ultimate fate is to be consumed. I, you know, I, I found it to be enlightening. Uh, that 
they'll make anything today, I think. I don't know how good it's done at the box office, but I think that the scene at the end, the orgy at the end, was a little overdone. Uh Why? Uh, You know, it got to the point where you said, okay, okay, (laughs) you know, enough. I get the what, what? I get the point, you know. <laughs> yeah, but why can't you handle sex scenes in movies? Uh, it, not that I can't handle sex scenes in movies. I, that, that that doesn't bother me. What bothered me was it was it was food porn. It was food porn. Exactly, it was food porn. But it was just like enough already. You know, enough. Because you know, by that time, would you would you have would you have felt the same way if you were eighteen? No, oh no, God no! I'd be eating that. So there up. was a time when you appreciated some good food porn. Oh man, you've just well, gotten you sh- just gotten older and crotchety. Uh, exactly. I mean, I've just become more critical man. in my old age. <sighs> what happened? You know, I don't... is it also because I'm present? Is it weird that you're watching food porn with your son? No, not at all. No, no, no. No, no. Mom a, couldn't handle it either. And maybe it's generational. Who the hell knows? Who knows? Who knows? What was it was it was it the anal beads? No spoilers. Uh, I'm spoiling. No, I mean, yeah, it got to the point where all right already. <laughs> all right. I knew it was the anal beads. You know, I mean <laughs> you know, it's just but I got to hand it to them. I'm sure they make a lot of money. It's one hell of a way to make money. Sit around getting baked all the time and come up with outrageous ideas of how, to, how you can sell this stuff and talk somebody into giving you $30 million to make it. It's crazy. But if you can get away with it, I guess you do it, right? And they did it. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. No, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not begrudging them in the least if they can get away with it. Is certainly legal. I mean, and it's well, certainly. I loved it. And it's certainly, and it's it. certainly not hurting anybody. That's for darn sure. No, if anything, it may have brought us closer together. I think it might have. It had a very strong message. And a very strong message. That's right. 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 So. Um. So I'm wrapping up, and uh, some of the stuff that I wanted to talk to you. You got anything else? Uh. Let's see. What have I been? Well, you know, look, I've been very busy covering. Better not have anything to do with politics. If it is, um, it has a little bit. End button. No, it just has a little bit. I've been better be politics light from you. No, no, no. Yes, it's going to be. I've been. Otherwise, I'm going to get out the horn. I've been very. I've been very busy. Very busy concentrating. Oh. What? I was going to say that I loved seeing the new bookshelf that you guys put in. Yes, very and good. And it is an entire wall of bookshelves, custom bookshelves for all of the books that you've uh, collected, you and the family have collected over the years. You are a voracious reader. Um, the first thing, though, that I noticed, and it, and besides that it looks amazing and it's uh it's a great addition to that room uh the first thing i noticed is not uh, not much room on the uh on the shelf for uh, extra books well i had i had this running thing with your mother that we were not going to have enough room mm-hmm. and i said well 
we will have enough room for my books, but we're not going to have enough room if we include my old, all my old surgery texts. And uh-huh. if we included the library that we have of yours here, of all your cinema and film books. So I got rid of the surgery text. There happens to be a gal that lives across the street. Same type of practice that I did. And she's been in it just for two years and she didn't have anything in her library. And I said, come on over. I got plenty of books for you. She was just ecstatic. She was, you know, very, very Mm. welcomed donation Mm -hmm. donation for her because I'm certainly not going to be using them. So uh, and then your books I'm working on putting out in your room. I mean, you know, so you can have them. Oh, cool. They're there. And but you're right. I have no more room. And mom said there was maybe one shelf, maybe one. one. But mom said to me before we even had the shelves put in, she says, you you can't keep buying any more books because we don't have the room. So I've got them all now on Kindle. Everything I've bought, yeah. put them all in the game. Yeah, thank God we, for Kindle. And we have quite an extensive library that you share with me. We do. We so. do. It's a good It's a good collection. Well, I want to end this. Oh, wait, I got one more with... thing. Okay, fine. One more thing. I was very sad today about Gene Wilder. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, he yeah. brought us a lot of joy over the years, you know. Uh, we've shared a lot of movies with him. And uh, he didn't look good. I saw some photos of him. He had Alzheimer's. I mean, towards the end, no, he just he did not look he the did. same. It's just a terrible disease. But Look, it has been a tough year for uh, losing very talented people. But I always have to think that the world is completely better that they were on this earth uh, than not at all. And for everything that they've shared, we'll live on and, 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 while they're long gone. And, 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 and what they've left us with is something that we can enjoy for many, many, many years to come. Yep. So, and that's what, I know yep. You're, that's what I know you're striving for with your work, and that's an admirable thing. But yeah, that's it well, for me. I will leave it with this. I wanted to bring this up as you know, we have our conversations um, something that I remember fondly growing up, and this is sort of connected to the books. Whenever there was a television show or a movie or something on the news, anything that was medical related and could be used as a teaching moment, I always remember you would bring out the textbook that went into explicit detail about whatever it was that was being discussed in that new segment, television show, or movie. And the one that I remember the most, or the most vividly, is when you introduced me to that old black and white movie, Freaks. And it was about... Um, it was about the, the life of, of circus, circus freaks. Circus freaks, yeah. And, and, and Early the, 30s. Yeah, yeah, and and the and the one uh, uh, the dwarf wanted to be with the uh, quote unquote normal 
uh, hot, what was it, like the trapeze yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the the normal other trapeze guys were being mean to all the freaks, and all the freaks had to stick together. It was just like it's an insane movie that was ever made. Yes. Uh, that people should see. Uh, but all of the actors were real. They all had yes. these uh, deformities. Yes. And that was a whole other thing that makes yes. the movie insane. Yes. But I remember after that, you then disappeared and come back with the textbook that shows the medical definitions and, and goes into detail about all of the different deformities yeah. that these individuals had. Yeah. Yeah. So I loved all of those moments when you could then just go disappear, come back, bring your textbook, and just show this is what it is. Well, I appreciate that, son. I mean, that uh, makes me feel good. Uh, it means that I've imparted some knowledge and you know, and, and uh, helped you mature along the way. But yeah, I mean that was fun. I was and, and plus, yeah. I mean, how many times did we discuss all these older films? Like, uh, well, that too. Mister Deeds goes to Washington, and you know, I mean, all of those films that had uh, great significance on American culture. It's yeah. it's what. It, American cinema, as I've said to you many times before, is really part of what made the American dream. And unfortunately, we won't segue into anything heavy, but unfortunately, that dream is starting to fade. And we got to figure out a way to get it back. Well, that's for the next episode. That'll be the next episode. You bet. Well, this was great that uh, we got back into it and and we could uh, come together again. Uh, in uh, this new slightly rebranded version of the Dating Buffet. Yeah, I think we'll find our footing as we move along. And if yeah. anything, if nobody yeah. listens, we're still having a good time. Eh, yeah, And if the, And if somebody know. does listen, maybe we'll impart some small gem of wisdom. Yeah. Or, make somebody, like Larry... or make somebody laugh, you know, over something yeah. stupid or absurd. Yeah. You know, when Larry David always got aggravated and said, I don't need this shit when everyone was heckling him and no one cared. I don't right. care if anyone listens. Yeah, just, I don't need this right. shit. He just walked off the stage. Yeah. I, I had yeah. read or must have heard from somebody at one time that he went out to do his thing. He gets up to the microphone. He looks down at the crowd. And he's, he said to himself mentally, I don't really think I like this crowd. He then turned around to them and said, I'm not doing this. I don't like you. I don't like this crowd. And he walked up the stage. That was it. That, you know, so, I mean, I like to live in that world. I really do. Yeah. I like to live in that I world. I do, too. Makes it easy. <laughs> well, if anyone does want to submit any questions or comments or have anything that you'd like us to talk about, please email us at thedatingbuffet at gmail.com. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, and we're also on iTunes. Uh, soundcloud.com slash the dating buffet and find us on iTunes and subscribe and until next time I'm Sam and I'm Ross aka Dr. Vegas his dad and here's to staying positive and testing negative oh